Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Run 402 the podcast. Uh, we're here at Inner Rail. It's me and Paige Bolt. Uh, we're excited to be here. It is 97 degrees and sunny so we're cooling down with some refreshing drinks. It's pretty busy here today so there's quite a bit of chatter in the background. Uh, I just want to say first of all this episode is dedicated to my grandpa who passed away yesterday. His name was Ed Hypa. He was a longtime runner. Uh, he's completed several marathons. He's gifted me his medal collection and his training logs. And uh, just for me as a runner, I kind of have him to blame. He paid for all of my running shoes, oh. all of my athletic fees, and he also volunteered at all the home cross-country meets. What an enabler. Right? <laughs> I know. He's the first person I called after every single marathon, half marathon. Um and he also is a, I don't know how to put it, but like, he critiques you like a coach. So like, you know, my grandpa <laughs> wasn't my coach, but he was my coach. And this is embarrassing to admit, but I'm going to tell it on this podcast. Uh, my grandpa's dying wish for me is to actually train for a marathon and not just half-ass it and run like, run, walk the whole thing. He's like, you're in it now. I know you and I took, I was kind of mad. It was like one of the, it, like a month ago, like before he lost his ability to talk because he fought a really brave battle for cancer. But at that point, you just kind of tell it like it is. Like, what does he have to lose? Um, right. And I, I, I love him so much for doing it. But he was like, Sarah, you got to run more than 10 miles if you're going to do a marathon. And I'm like, you're right, but I'm mad. <laughs> um, I am better, but you're right. So this... Um, podcast is dedicated to him his hard truths and like his support and I don't know he was just the best person and me and my boyfriend Nate were training for Twin Cities uh, this October and I'm already at 12 miles grandpa so two miles over 10 he's running um, yeah um I mean he died while I was running which I've, I felt really strong in that run too when I probably shouldn't have like I don't know if there's a correlation there, but... Um, I have a bench there is. Yeah, and running makes me feel closer to him, so I'm excited that, you know, it'll be hard and I'm going to miss him a lot, but every time I go for a run, he's there. He's running yeah, alongside me. With you. Yeah, so um, this episode is dedicated to him and, yeah, and also to Paige. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Paige is here. She's a pretty new runner. Uh, she is a grad student for mental health counseling. Yeah. And she's a dog mom. I am a dog mom. Yes. Yeah. And she also has her own podcast, which let's just talk about that now. Yeah. So I have my own podcast. It's called Turn the Page Podcast. And I named it Turn the Page because that's what my PE teacher used to call me and I thought it was clever. It's and cute. it's about mental health, so we're turning a page in mental health, essentially. Um, but yeah, so it's on all the different platforms. I just go into a bunch of different topics around mental health, different mental health illnesses or issues or, you know, there's really no limits. Like there's spirituality I talk about, anxiety, depression. My latest season was just OCD period, like intrusive thoughts, things like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just search Turn the Page Podcast. You find me. It's a picture of me in a cartoon. That's version, so cute. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll post a link to that too in the bio. Um, so today, me and Paige are going to talk about how she started running because 
a lot of people on the podcast are veteran runners, yeah. and it's so <laughs> yeah. fun having a brand new runner. So we're going to talk about that, and then because Paige, she has the background, we're going to talk about, like, staying, like, mentally well while being an athlete, because being an athlete can take a lot out of you. Yeah, it's a fine line, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But let's start with February of this year. Yes. So I, um... I'm going to back up a little bit before February, so, okay. or like a year probably before. So I used to be into bodybuilding really heavily. So I was I was competing in bodybuilding, all that stuff, and it got to a point where obviously it's a really, really tough sport mentally, and I was so burnt out, and I had no balance whatsoever with mental health or anything, so I really fell off the wagon there, which is a good thing because it wasn't... That's not a sustainable sport. Exactly. Yes, it wasn't sustainable at all, and my just body was cutting? very tired. Yes. Like, and I'll oh. just say, like, I weigh 195 pounds now, and I was 130 at that time. Like, yeah. I was very, 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 very small. So I pretty much, like, I had been an athlete my whole life, like, soccer, everything, then bodybuilding was my thing, and then um, I How long off. did you bodybuild? It was since my graduating high school all the way through um I turned 23 yeah I'm 25 now so how do they is bodybuilding the one where you go on stage or is it more yeah well there's different kinds like there's powerlifting which is technically a bodybuilding sport and then there's um competing in like there's bikini fitness um oh god I can't even remember the categories now um what one did you do? That's the one I can't remember. Oh my gosh! I know. I didn't <laughs> just do bikini, a repressed I didn't memory. Do fitness. Yeah. And then there's bodybuilder, and then there's one in the middle. And I can't remember. My brain's like the trauma. Yeah. But um, I was in the in the group where it's like the goal was to be symmetrical, not necessarily huge. Yeah. Muscle wise, so and bikini is like a really tiny, big butt, big shoulders girls yeah. with the X frame kind of thing so that's the category I was in so I mean you had to cut pretty far down the hardest cutting you had to do is in the bodybuilding group and that was like that was like two percent body fat kind of thing where you're not oh, having your period no. anymore kind of thing that's not good yeah it's not healthy oh figure that's figure, figure. Yeah. I was in the figure category so but yeah it I won my competitions I was in but like it just was not good hormonally. It wasn't good mentally. I had body dysmorphia like crazy. So essentially for a year, I boycotted anything fitness. Like my body was like, no, like I can't. I didn't want to get stuck in something like that because the community around bodybuilding is intoxicating. Like you just want to be better, 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 better than everyone around you all the time. And you do have an ego. You develop an ego of like, I'm better because I can be on this strict diet and I can still lift this and I look this way. And it's just so awful. And then you don't look that way anymore. And then you think you're an awful, terrible human because you can't keep on a diet and you can't lose weight anymore and you can't look the way everyone else looks. But also like, my hairdresser was into that too. Yeah. Um, And like, she would tell me horrifying stories, but she was proud of them. Like, she would be like, yeah, yeah, we'd all go to dinner and I'd just get a Diet Coke, but it's because I'm so strict to my diet, and it's oh. just, it was, 
horrifying. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's not funny, but that's what I'll say. Yeah. Is like the friends I had at that time, which we really, I'm not friends with any of them anymore, unfortunately, but I look back, after I was out of it, I could see it so clearly that like, all of us have eating disorders. Like yeah. I've worked really hard on my relationship with food, but like the fact that you'd be so, so, so strict Monday through Friday, or Sunday through Friday, and then Saturday you would just eat like 10,000 calories, and then you'd go back to it. And like I had one friend that, even if she had like an Oreo outside of her strict 1600 calories, like she would have a full meltdown. And like she would binge for a week. And that's just the cardinal sign of like, you have an eating disorder, yeah. but if you send that to them, no, I'm just a bodybuilder. I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete, yes. So I was just begging to be a part of something where there was balance and people were actually smart and like mental health mattered and like you're listening to your body mattered. Because in bodybuilding, you don't listen to your body. You push no. and push and push and push through every wall you have thinking that, oh, I'm getting mentally tough. How long did it take for you to get your hunger cues back? Oh, it was bad. I, well, my body obviously had been dieting for so long, so I bounced back hard Yeah. when I started eating. Right? Again, you know, like... Your body was I, just so happy. I gained 50 pounds like that. Like, night and day. It was probably over a month, month and a half, two months, I gained like 50 pounds. And that was really, really, really difficult for me mentally because I, I was still going to the same gym I was going to, but I looked so different. Like, I would wear baggy clothes. Like, my body Aww. was, like, not good enough. Can I just say something me. corny? What? You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. You know you're beautiful. I know but now. Obviously. Yeah. No, just, no. <laughs> no. But, but it is tough. Yeah. Like, it was really hard, and I grew up, um, like, I have, I had a... I wasn't like diagnosed binge eating disorder like by a therapist or anything, but I had a really issue around like all or nothing with food. Mm -hmm. So that was something I battled a lot and I started just like researching dietitians on YouTube and things like that and I found Abby's Kitchen on YouTube and she's just wonderful and she, she does like the intuitive eating approach. And luckily now I feel so balanced with food. Like I can eat, I give myself full freedom to whatever food I want all the time. And the fact that I give myself unconditional permission to eat what I want, I'm more likely to eat balanced. And you're not gonna binge. Because yes. if you want chips, you're gonna have them. If I want, I'm gonna have them, yes. You don't and need to eat my, a whole bag. Then my hunger cues, like that took a long time. It felt impossible. Like I'm never, I was just like, I have to eat all the food all the time because my body was like, I never know when I'm going to get food again. I was in that space, you know. So I finally got to a point where I could, like, not eat for a couple hours and my body wouldn't be, like, freaking out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, 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 took, it took, like, over a year. It took a long time, but now, like, my body, like, my weight doesn't really fluctuate anymore. I eat... Like, I track my calories, like, loosely. Like, I try to eat around, like, 2,000 calories a day, but I'm not anywhere near, like, I have to eat 19, 1,960 calories today. Like, I yeah. can't eat over that. And if I want to eat over my 2,000, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up. And I'll have bad days. Like, I'm not perfect by any means in my recovery of it, but, yeah. And you're fighting the good fight. Yeah. Seriously. So, it... 
The one thing I will say is hard for me now is when I hear, like, diet culture rhetoric come out of people's mouth, or like, oh, I'm being bad, or like, I shouldn't eat this. I just, it triggers me to my soul. Like, I, it hurts, and it's just like, I lived there for so long, and I just want to like, rip that person out of it and be like, you can eat the damn cookie. Like, you can drink this beer, yeah. you're only going to be here for 70 plus years, like, who cares? No, and kind of relating to that so back in 2018 that's when I was because there is a lot of disordered eating especially in women's running but back in 2018 I was 40 pounds lighter and I didn't for me it was weird because I didn't do it on purpose but I was just so I didn't expect for me to share my story today. Yeah. <laughs> I did not, but this is I'm a big also story. a podcaster. Look at us. Yeah, I know. that You brought it out. Two podcasters talking. <laughs> but in 2018, I didn't try to get as small as I did. But what happened was it was my first summer where I made friends. Like, I, I moved here in 2016. 2017, I started going to run clubs. 2018, I started really making friends oh, running. Wow. And, like... So I was running all the time, like all the time, because that's how I made friends. friends. Yeah. And I was going to every single run club all the time. And what would happen was I would drink beer at all the run clubs and I wouldn't eat dinner. And after months of that, I I dropped a lot of weight and like I did get fast, but you know, it's not sustainable. That's how you get an injury. And I got an injury and like I've put on that weight back but honestly like I don't I don't want to be that anymore you know yeah Um, the balance when you strike the balance it's so much better yeah even if you're not as skinny as you were or you're not as strict or whatever like it's just better mentally mentally if you feel better it trumps anything over your body yeah and like sometimes I do do have bad days um I posted a bikini picture just because me and Nate went out to the beach. And, like, at first when you took the picture, I was like, you should take it because I want it for our memories, but there's no way I'm going to post that. And then I looked at it, and I was like, I'm going to post it. I don't really care. my soul lives in a meat sack. Yeah. And I'm in a bikini, and I'm going to post it. Exactly. That's where I come from. Like, I'm a super spiritual person, so, like, for me... It's like, I'm just here encased in this thing that I can do cool things with. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in it forever, so I'm just going like, to do what I want. Like, but I, I've only been to that in that place for like the last like, two years. So. And it takes a lot. It's a battle every day. Yes. And I still get the thoughts of, oh my god, I look like a whale in this picture. How could I ever post this? People are going to think, wow, she really fell off the wagon. Things like that. And then I'm like... I talk to my anxiety. That's what my therapist tells me to do. Yeah. You have to talk to it. My anxiety's name is Janet. Janet. I named it. And I have OCD too, so like my intrusive thoughts, I have to separate them from me. Is that also Janet? Yes. Okay. All of it's Janet. So I'm like, Janet, I'm going to post it anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then she gets quieter and quieter and quieter. Yeah. Do it anyway. Just like, I had a freaking fun time with my boyfriend at the beach. Of course I want to post pictures. And like, yes, I'm in a bikini. And yes, it feels vulnerable. But that was a part of the time. Like, we were swimming. But the Why people wouldn't that I post you it? will love you. Yeah. Even if you're rolling your bikinis out. Right? You know? Yeah. And it's just weird because, like, 
every one I think every single person I know, maybe a select few aren't, but all of us are insecure, you know? And this is so cheesy, like, why don't we all just not be insecure, but... Right. Um, We're all insecure in our own ways. Yeah, and like, I know, so I'm a big Swifty. You didn't expect me to bring Taylor in this, Tay-Tay. <laughs> but in her Miss Americana documentary, which I think Taylor Swift is a beautiful person, like, inside yeah. and out. No, not everyone agrees with me, but I'm a diehard Swifty. Yeah. And she talks about how she still can't look at pictures of her. And her pictures are everywhere. And so many girls are like, she is beautiful. Wow. Like, she talks about how she had an eating disorder, but now is, like, eating normally. And, like, she, she looks a lot healthier. And, like, she feels a lot healthier, which is the most important part. But, um... I, like, I think about if Taylor Swift can't see herself in pictures, like, whatever. I'm going to just post my pictures anyway. Yeah. Like, we're, we all feel the same way. And, like, yeah. no one's going to judge you like you judge yourself. Right. And if they do, then they're dumb. Yeah, you don't need send, to... It's send like, me their name. I'll beat them up. It's like a filter. <laughs> yeah. It's like people that actually care by... Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is a big tangent, but it was some yeah. good real talk. Yes. Good real talk. So, yeah. you're in bodybuilding, didn't yes. like fitness. We're going to go over 25 minutes no, on this one, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was totally just against it. And then I finally got to the point where, like, my mental health wasn't doing very good. Because I get, I get seasonal affect in the winter, so my depression gets kind of nasty to me in January-ish. That's common. Yeah, and my therapist was like, are you exercising? And I was like, oh my god, this is like the first time in my life where I'm saying, no, I'm not exercising. And that said a lot just me I had like admitting that so she's like I just want you to start moving so I was like okay so I told her we made a pact that I would start walking at least 30 minutes three times a week so that's I started, super like attainable that's yeah a good goal. so I started walking and me and my husband have a treadmill so I started walking 30 minutes a week what did you do on the treadmill I watched Netflix yeah. every time yeah or YouTube just depends on what I'm feeling and then I started walking my dogs, and then I just like slowly was like, I wonder if I could like learn how to run. And it just kind of popped in my head one day, because I have a German Shepherd, and she loves going fast. What's your dog's name? Rosley. Rosley. My, she's a German Shepherd Border Collie, and my husband will say she's a Black Shepherd. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. And then my other dog, his name is Echo, and he's a great Pyrenees um, Anatolian Shepherd. So he cannot run. He's too fast. Yeah. He's big dog. But I was walking them one day, and I was like, I wonder if I could like learn how to run. Because mm -hmm. I'd always been in sports growing up, but I was a swimmer. Yeah. So like running for swimmers is like no go. Hard no. We don't run. Yeah. Like it's always the rhetoric. It's just funny. So. No one in my family runs. We, like, have this funny joke, like, Hansons don't run, which is my maiden name. So, uh, I was like, I'm going to learn how to run. Like, I all of a sudden got this vendetta that, like, I'm going to learn how to run because no one in my family knows how to run, and I'm going to be the first one to do it. Obviously. Because you're a badass. Because I can. Like, I was like, I've done bodybuilding. I can yeah. do anything. Like, right? If, if they taught me anything, I'm like, I can put my head to anything. So, I talked to Amber Welch, who I work with. And she's one of the nurse practitioners at Pace. And she got me on to Couch to 5K because someone was like, 
Oh, you want to know about running? Ask this crazy lady. And she runs. Like I would find she runs a lot. So <laughs> she was so so sweet, and she sent me this big long email about like you should do this, and this is so exciting, and like told me about the group, the Tuesday group, and everything's and um, which is where we are. Yeah, where we are now, and. So I got through the whole couch to 5K, because in my head I was like... Did you follow it every single day, or did you, like, switch around the days? I did it pretty, like, pretty in order, Yeah. I'd say. I took, like, one week off because I had this weird, like, um, weird, like, I pulled a muscle somehow on my quad. I don't know, because I also still lift a couple days a week, too. And I did something funky in the first couple weeks, and then I got over it. And so I was pretty, like, day-to-day with it. And it's, like, three days a week, couch to 5K. is It's nothing crazy. Yeah. And I got through that whole thing because in my head I was like, I can't go to this run group unless I can at least run a 5K. <laughs> so stupid. That's not true. No. In a real... Sometimes people just walk because they want to walk. I know. But so I got here and know. I was like, oh, my God. I felt all that pressure on myself for nothing. Right? So I wish I would have came sooner, but I'm glad I'm coming now, yeah. obviously. But, so yeah, I started with Couch to 5K, which I would honestly recommend for like any new runner that has like that that like typical 5K goal in mind, because it was so helpful. Yeah. Like they were attainable runs every time, and it made you, it made me not go like all or nothing immediately. Like to go further and further and further. Do you want a drink? Sure. What do you want? Alright. You don't have to run now. <laughs> Usually my podcast guests buy me drinks and I feel bad, so like yeah. Nate, uh, Nate has this round. We love Nate. He's always uh, checking in on us. <laughs> perfect. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. So yeah, so I did that and now I'm on um I'm getting really frustrated here in the summer because I don't do well in heat. At and it's all. 97 I, degrees today. I have like I swear, I don't know if it's technically medically a heat stroke they would call it but I like had a really bad like fainting spell when I was in soccer in high school and ever since then if I'm in the heat too long or if I like push myself too hard my body's like no I can't but like I I get frustrated because when it was still cold and it was cold what through like pretty much the beginning of May yeah this spring was rough (laughs) I could run like over 30 minutes non-stop I like it steady pace a conversational pace I would do so good and then it gets hot and I'm like five minutes my body's like no can't so I feel like I'm not even at my 5k level of fitness but I feel like once it starts cooling down I'm gonna feel better because like I don't know but then I I try not to be hard on myself either because it doesn't matter yeah and it's honestly in the heat it's better to slow down like it is the heat I think we forget how much of a safety risk that is yeah um pushing yourself too hard and i know a lot of people are like push 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 but like it's not yeah. worth it in the heat honestly yeah. well if anything it'll just burn you out too yeah and then your body's like we're not doing that anymore like and let's just not run i love run walking yeah see i like to just set now like to take the pressure off myself because obviously like my experience with bodybuilding makes me super cognizant of like the feelings I get when I'm being all or nothing about something. Mm-hmm. So now, and when I feel that like, oh, you're not like 
Like, for example, I'll get a thought like, oh, you can't have a big supper if you don't go for a run. Oh, or yeah. something, those thoughts, you know? So, when I start feeling that, I'm like, I'm not going to go for a run and I'm going to have a big supper. So, yeah. screw you. Do you read books? Yeah. I have a book I'm going to lend you. Uh, it's by Jessie Diggins. Uh, she's an Olympic gold medalist in cross-country skiing. And she did... Like, she talked about those thoughts. Like, she ha- battled an eating disorder. She battled bulimia. Um, and I actually skied against her in high school. Wow. Uh, she was two years older than me. I never saw her. I was not that good of a skier. But uh, she wrote a book. Um, and it's a really good book. And it doesn't even talk about her latest Olympics. This is 2018. Yeah. I'm going to bring it next I week. I read before bed every night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that book and I love her and it's just I hate how common these things are yeah it's terrifying um so let's transition into like how to stay mentally healthy as an athlete yeah so I think like we've been talking about this whole time like balance is very 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 important like if your sport is taking up so much of your time that you don't have a social life anymore big old red flag and it doesn't even have to be going that far like that's just an obvious red flag like if you feel like you're not worthy of certain things if you don't get your running or your swimming or whatever sport that you're going for like because I want to train for a triathlon for next summer so like that's something I'm going to go for but I have to keep balance and knowing that this is a goal I have but it's not going to overtake other important things that I have in my life. Yeah. Like, I love going out with my friends. I like spending time with my husband. I like going to the movies on Wednesdays. I like blah, 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 blah. So, I think the biggest thing is, like, obviously, exercising, being healthy, has is such amazing effects for your mental health, but going above and beyond the call of, or, like, going above and beyond, like, there's for example, like if you're looking at a, a bar graph of like how exercise benefits your mental health, it drops off at a certain point. Yeah. Like, so you got to find that sweet point of like, I'm keeping healthy, it's benefiting or it's lowering my anxieties, helping with my depression or... Building confidence. Building confidence or, you know, things like that and... If you feel like it's dropping off, so like if your anxiety is increasing, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not taking care of yourself in other ways, or you're coping with alcohol, like things like that. Like, because you can be running marathons and then drinking too much every night at the same time. Yeah. So, and I know plenty of people like that. I know triathletes that drink so much that I'm like, how are you going to get up in the morning and go bike 50 miles? And they do it. And that is the excuse that they have that since I do that, I can have these drinks I'm having because I'm healthy. And that is just giving your body so many mixed signals, Yeah. you know. So I think it's just a matter of knowing your boundaries and setting them hard for yourself. And that's not easy. Like knowing where your cutoff is and knowing when too much is too much and when you need to back off and backing off period is really hard mm-hmm. once you've gotten to a certain level of fitness backing off is like but what have I worked this hard for if I back off then I'm not gonna be as good or as worthy or as 
as athletic as a person next to me. Yeah, like rest days are important and you shouldn't feel guilty ever for taking yeah. a rest day. Because people that are like seven days a week all the time. No offense, Joe. Like, yeah. I think I think Joe's okay. If that benefits but, you yeah. and you're feeling balanced and healthy and injury free, for sure. Yeah. But do I think that people should have rest days? Yes, I do. But he also but it could be an active rest day for someone that's yeah. super super fit. You know, like he if doesn't. You're backing off on whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. There's such thing as a recovery run. Oh yeah. I'm not far enough to have those yet. Every run is hard. <laughs> right? <laughs> My favorite was listening to Christy's episode. I don't know if you made it to Christy's episode. Yeah, but she talks about just like slowing down. And I, I've been doing that more in my long run, and I always accidentally negative split where each mile gets faster because I just start out slow. And like I start out slow, like yeah. Thank you. We got our drinks. Yes. Thank you. Nate's the best. <laughs> best boyfriend ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I. So like for example, like for me. When I have a rest day, that's usually the day I'll go swim. Because, like, swimming a mile for me is easy. That's, like, something to get my mind off whatever I'm thinking about. That's what I do. And for other people, swimming a mile is, like, no, that's I'm not me. doing that. I love right? to swim, like, bob around in the water, but, yeah. like, swimming laps, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, so, like, I grew up a swimmer, so for me, that'd be, like, a recovery day. Mm-hmm. For someone else who runs, a recovery run might be 10 miles. Like, yeah. who knows? You know, it's all up, and that's why it's like hard to give advice because it's like it's all subject to that person. It's also just how you feel, like making sure you're not getting injuries. Like a lot of overuse injuries, you. I don't want to say this, but like sometimes you might feel it coming before it actually happens, and then you run through it. And yeah. Then it gets bad, bad, bad. Yeah, and I hear yeah. of a lot of things people run through. Yeah, I had a really nasty flare-up of sciatica a couple weeks ago, and that was such a bummer, because mm-hmm. I had been, like, doing really good with my running, and that was a really good check for me, because I had been getting a little, like, imbalanced in the way I was, like, going to running. Like, I have to increase my mileage every week. Like, I have to do more and more and more. And then that week, I was like, I have to not run this week. Like, I cannot run unless I want this to get so bad that I'm going to cry when I wake up yeah, you know, and it took me a couple days because I I was like, well, I'm just gonna go for like a little run, you know. No, I woke up the next day and I was in so much pain, and I had to go to the doctor and get like muscle relaxers, and that knocked me out. And I finally had some relief from it, and then I was like, I cannot do this. Like I have to take a week off, and luckily it only took a week. Yeah. And, like, injuries that take longer than that, like, I understand. Like, it can be so tragic. The only thing worse than running is not running. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, I love swimming. So, Mm -hmm. like, if I am injured or, like, my quad flares up or, like, I have low back issues because my right leg's shorter than my left leg. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And so, like, swimming is always something I can go to because it's low impact. I love it. It helps with my OCD so much. So, like, I have options. So, I just need to remind myself, like, I don't have to be running to keep my cardiovascular fitness where I need it to be to run. 
Yeah, there's biking and walks are good too. Like yes. I think people, runners especially, they don't count walking as exercise, but walking is great. Yeah. And when I have a dog that's a great panties that can't run, <laughs> he especially makes in the me summer. Walk. Yes. And even like when it's so hot, he can barely walk a mile. But yeah, in the winter he does so good. It's his element. But right. you know, like it just. Um, I love walking. Like, I think my splits, like, I don't really have a set split at all, but I like do a couple walks a week, like three runs a week, and then I always get in the swim, in the, in the swim, in the pool a couple yeah. times, just depending on how much my hair can handle. Right. Chlorine. That's the only bad part about swimming. Yeah. Especially when you're blonde. It just goes oh, right to green. Rough. Right I to know. green. But Everything. colored hair is cool now. But that green is not, like, a hot green, yeah. you know? Yeah. I was in swim team for, like, 10 years, so I'm very intimately aware of my blonde going green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's too much chlorine in the pool, you, like, look down, you're like, oh, it's green right like, now. <laughs> I'll get in the pool, and I'll taste it, and be like, yep, I'm going to need some chlorine shampoo later. Yep. The Malibu treatment. Yes, yep. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so the last thing we'll talk about. Yeah. What's next? You said you're training, you want to do a triathlon. Yes, I, it was a big bummer because when I started running in February, I was like, I wanted to do races that involved swimming, which is obviously a triathlon. Yeah. And I want to do sprint triathlons because I'm just not, like, if I had to pick a sport, it would be swimming, but they don't just have swimming races. Yeah. You know, so like I have to have that running element with it. And I'm starting to really love running, which is great because I was always like, oh God. I want to do a triathlon and then running in it, like the worst. Right? No, coming from my swimmer mindset. So luckily I'm loving it. And so it'll actually be next August. It's the Omaha Sprint Triathlon yeah. and the normal triathlon, but I'll be doing sprint. Which is, um, it's seven, 750 meters swimming, which is like half mile. And then it is um, 50K bike, which is like 12. 12 and a half miles? 50K? No, 20 miles. How many miles? Three times four. 50K is not 31. I can't remember. <laughs> I think it's like nah. 20 miles. Maybe in 50K is not right. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's biking some number of miles. Yes. Less than a full one. Yes. <laughs> and then um, a 5K running. So that's my goal right now. And I obviously have the swimming down pat. The yeah. only difference is it's open water. So not my jam, but I can I can swim in water. It's just the fact that I won't be able to see the bottom of I, I know. I hate that. So I'm from northern Minnesota where you can always, whenever you're swimming, look down and, like, see your toes. And we've been swimming at Louisville State Rec area, like, in Louisville. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And the water, all the water down here, with all like the pesticides and herbicides, like yeah. it just makes the algae like cloud, cloud up. So we swim in pea soup down here, and it's gross. It is like floating down the river and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I know, and like coming from pristine northern Minnesota. I can't even imagine. I've lived here my whole life, so I've never been yeah. privileged enough. And I just, I get freaked out, and my aunt lives on Ely Lake in northern Minnesota, and the fish bite your moles. So what? I get 
yeah, they're the worst. But I get paranoid that um, the fish in like Louisville, which I've never seen a you fish. You can't see them. Yeah, I'm like, they're gonna bite my moles. I'm moly. You don't even. <laughs> I'm a moly woman. Right? Oh, funny. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what's next for you. We're gonna cheer yeah. you on. That's what says. I do have a 5K this weekend. It's head through the cure 5K for brain cancer here in Omaha. It's at really? Lake Ski. Yeah. And then I do have a 10K in October. It's the um, hot cider 10K. The hot cider hustle. Is that yes. What it is? Yeah. Yes. Hot cider hustle. Yeah. I think that's at Zerinsky too. Yeah, I think so. So we have a lot of stuff to root for you coming up, and yeah, thanks for coming on. I didn't expect so much real talk because you know we've just been getting to know each other, which I'm so happy we're getting to know each other. Like we're friends, absolutely. But thanks for coming on, and we're gonna all check out your podcast. Yes, turn the page podcast. Right. All right, Paige. Thanks for coming on, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me.